Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast Network Asia. And this is given that I'm very aware and cautious on emails. Like I'm always deleting stuff and screening things. But this email felt so legitimate, I did not even question a single step. You're listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Have you ever lost something important only to gain something even better in return? Well, lean in because I'm about to share a wild story that taught me the power of letting go, having faith, and finding the hidden gifts in life's unexpected twists and turns. Hang on to your seats because I've got a story that is so insane that I still can't get over all the events that transpired. About a month ago, I was hacked. Yes, you heard that right. My Instagram account with thousands of loyal podcast listeners was hacked right out from under me. At first, I was a bit dumbfounded. How did this happen? But here's the crazy part. What unfolded over the next 24 hours was a roller coaster of emotions, inner growth, and yes, even gratitude for this random hacker. Let me start from the beginning. I was in Dubai last month doing a class and visiting my parents. I had come home that evening and was on my computer when I saw a notification pop up. There was an email from Facebook Meta in my inbox saying that Project Loving Myself was now eligible for the blue tick mark verification symbol, which is basically making it a verified Instagram account. So here I am, really excited. I'm thinking, wow. You know, I've been building this Instagram account for three years. We post regularly. All the posts I put on there, it's, it's something that I have really put a lot of time and effort into. I've been very dedicated with the Ad Project Loving Myself podcast account. 
Now, I may not be that great on my own social media account, Sanaya Gurnamal. Sometimes there could be gaps of months before I post again. I'm a lot better now, but I wasn't as committed and regular on my own personal account. But when it comes to Project Loving Myself, from the time that I started this podcast, every week that an episode releases, there are at least seven to eight posts in that week about the episode. And it's not just about, you know, the episode releasing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Every post is something that is carefully curated with information, you know, quotes from the episode, things that I want to highlight or share with all my followers. So it's a very committed and dedicated podcast account. So it made total sense that it would be getting verified. I've worked three years on it to get it there. So of course, this is like what the account deserves. At least that's what I thought. So I follow the email instructions and it asks me to go verify my account to set this all up. I go through all this, you could call it the process of verification. You know, the email says that I'll get a Facebook notification and I go ahead and follow all the steps. There were three or four layers of very legitimate verification processes from OTPs coming to my phone notifications, verifications, all of this happening, everything looked like there was nothing questionable in what was happening. And this is given that I'm very aware and cautious of hacking and, you know, random people messaging me on WhatsApp or text message on emails. Like I'm always deleting stuff and screening things. I'm sure you get them all the time too, right? And I always hit delete, 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 delete because I don't entertain anything that looks suspicious, anything that looks like phishing. But this email felt so legitimate, I did not even question a single step. Anyways, I put in all the details. And then a very short while later, I get a message on my WhatsApp. It's from a UK number, no name, obviously. And he says to me, I'm going to read it to you. Hello. I got your Instagram account as a result of your carelessness. If you want it back, please contact me at Project Loving Myself Podcast. I had been hacked. This person just took my Instagram account over. He literally hacked me. I don't know how he did it, though obviously he was an excellent hacker. I have to say he has to be really good because I had no clue I was being hacked. And I literally gave him my account because of all those verifications that I did. Basically, he was on the other end, changing the email on my account, using me to provide the password and OTP that I was getting from Instagram and Facebook on my phone. And then I was just feeding it back to him through the verification process that he had clearly set up. So he basically used me to get into my account and take it over. And then he changed my email address on the account to his, which gave him complete control over my podcast Instagram account. And it gave me no access any further to my Project Loving Myself Instagram account at the same time. And then what he did 
Can you believe this? He scheduled my account for deletion. It would be fully deleted on October 4th, one month later from the point that he took it over. I think that's the minimum that Instagram gives. It'll give you one month before it completely deletes your account when you request that. So here I am. I'm like, what? What just happened? It sank in as I realized that I had actually been hacked. Something that I heard other people go through. I had read about it. You know, I have had friends who messaged me saying, don't reply if I ask you for money. I've been hacked. I didn't think it was actually going to happen to me. I went into Instagram and I tried to log in as Project Loving Myself. I couldn't get in and the error message said, you're scheduled for deletion. At this point, a sense of panic hit me. As I log into my personal account and I'm looking for the Project Loving Myself account on Instagram. But it was gone. Disappeared. It doesn't exist on Instagram anymore. I tried everything. I went into my email on Instagram. I tried to send messages to Instagram. I followed their instructions repeatedly on what to do when you are hacked. Everything I could possibly do to stop this from happening, I did. But it was too late. It was already in his control. He had taken it from me. He went on to tell me on WhatsApp, if you want it back, tell me what you will pay me for it. I quickly replied, I don't have any money to pay you. I mean, that was my first instinct. Just tell him you don't have the money. Now, if you're following me on Instagram, you might have seen that I posted every screenshot of my conversation with him on my stories. And I've also put it in my feed. I had like six screenshots of conversation with him. So here we are, the hacker and me, chatting on WhatsApp. He asks me for $500 to give me my account back. Now, my account is worth way more than $500, but the thought of paying $500 to get back something that belongs to me in the first place, and if I were to pay the $500, that means I'm a victim of hacking. I have now become a party to this hacking that has happened between the hacker and me. And he's not just an ordinary hacker. He's an extortionist because he wants money from my account, right? So I'm conversing with the hacker and trying to understand why did he hack me? Why did he choose me? I tried the tactic of telling him, I really don't have any money. I can't pay you $500. I don't even make money from the podcast account. In fact, I pay someone to help me to make sure that that account looks good all the time. So I'm actually losing money on that podcast account. The concept of paying him for me was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like in my head, I was thinking, I don't negotiate with terrorists. And a hacker is kind of like a terrorist, so I'm not going to pay him. No. Now, he must have known my location because of the OTP he requested when he used me to verify my own account. So when I told him I don't have money to pay you $500, he's like, if you don't have money, what are you doing in Dubai? The hacker freaking called me out. Can you believe it? Like, wow, this guy was good. He knows I'm in Dubai and he's questioning me. You're in Dubai and you can't pay me $500? 
And I'm like, I'm visiting my parents in Dubai. Can't you see I have a Philippines number? $500 is a lot of money in Philippines. That's the kind of conversation we're doing. But it wasn't about the money. It was the principle of it. It just felt so wrong to reward someone for doing something that was completely not right. He had stolen my account and he was holding it ransom. Why would I pay him? And then the second thing was like, why would this even happen to me? This kind of stuff doesn't happen to me, right? And what was really interesting is I'm usually so protective of my time. I mean, I really cherish and value my time. I don't waste my time having like meaningless conversations or watching like trash TV. I'm super mindful with my time because I have a lot of things on my plate. I have three little kids. My family is so important to me. So it's a balancing act and it makes me very disciplined with my time because I know that my time has to be divided among all the different things that I, that are important to me. So I don't know what got into me. There I was chatting with the hacker. For almost 45 minutes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm chatting with a hacker on WhatsApp. At some point, I'm telling him how he needs healing and how instead of extorting money from people, he should put that money into seeing a therapist or a healer. I told him, like, this is really bad karma, what you're doing, and nothing is without consequences. I'm telling him stuff like that, and then I'm saying, you know, you're clearly damaged, and you've had a rough life. I get it. I actually feel bad for you, and I wish I could help you, and I understand you're doing this for money, but you also have to recognize that these are your choices. No one is forcing you to do this. So here I am therapizing the hacker. How whack is all of this, right? And I ended up actually talking to him and he started to open up a little on our WhatsApp conversation saying how somebody had stabbed him in the back and he started to pour out his whole story about how he doesn't care anymore, how he's been so hurt and how karma has screwed him over. That's why he doesn't care and that's why he's doing these kinds of things. So I'm chatting with this random hacker guy about his story, and I'm even telling him a line from one of my podcast episodes, hurt people hurt people. And hurting others is not going to make you feel better or give you anything back that you lost. I'm telling him, I don't even think this is actually making you feel better. And you know that. 
I think you feel like crap and this is not helping. So this is my conversation with him. Anyway, so I'm talking to him and I'm like, look, I'm not going to pay you the money. You want to take my Instagram handle? Take it. It's just an Instagram handle. That's it. And I'm not attached to it. Besides, I'm a healer and I'm a psychic. So that's why I can be detached from this. I trust that the universe is taking care of me. And if, you know, you're supposed to take it from me, then take it. And I'll start all over again from scratch. If I have to, take it. You're welcome to it. That was my attitude. Take it. If that's really what you want to do to me, then take it. And then I said, I'm going to send you some unconditional love. I'm going to send you some positive energy and healing. And maybe, just maybe, it can help you to choose a better life for yourself, a better path in life than to hack people and extort from them. And even if you take from me, I'll still help you because you're a person in need. Clearly, you are only doing this because you are in pain yourself. And I said this with a lot of compassion to him. And I meant it. By the way, I know this sounds really funny, but the truth is I almost suggested to him, I will give you a healing session in exchange for my podcast account back. I was actually trying to think of like, what can I do to help this guy and to help myself? What's the win-win here? And that's one of those things that I was thinking to myself that night in bed. I didn't actually end up doing that because one of my principles is never to offer a session to someone, but to wait for them to ask for it, because that's the only time you're ready to listen and ready to change. And the second thing is, I do think a healing session with me is too valuable, more valuable than, you know, asking for my account back in in exchange for that. But it was such a bizarre conversation. I mean, can you even imagine all of this? Anyways, he and I just went back and forth and he didn't give me my account back. So I ended the conversation being like, look, if you can give it back to me, I would appreciate it. Otherwise, we don't really have anything more to talk about. And I ended the conversation there. That was it. So basically, 45 minutes later, I was still officially hacked. But here's what I was saying earlier. What amazed me about this whole situation is I wasn't angry. I wasn't bitter. I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't upset. I wasn't even triggered. I was just really calm. I mean, after the initial shock of what had happened wore off, that was just, what, a couple of minutes? I mean, I ended up talking to him like I would talk to a client. And the way I looked at it is, okay, this happened. It sucks, but it happened. And there must be a good reason why it happened. I just got to figure that one out. And if this guy is really meant to hack my account and take my podcast account, even if I've dedicated three years, I mean, with my whole heart to it, but still, there has to be a good reason why he gets to take my account. And I'm just going to have to trust that. I mean, maybe I'm supposed to start from scratch and build something entirely new. There must be a reason. I just didn't understand it yet. So I was very calm. And at the same time, in my head, I'm like, he's going to give it back to me. I don't know why, but I just truly believe in my heart 
that he's going to give me back my account. It isn't really gone. It's coming back. And by the way, I don't have any experience with hackers. It's not like I have hacker clients. It's not like I hang out with hackers. I don't know anything about hacker mindsets. This was a completely new experience for me. But I understood people. After working with people for the last 14 or so years, I've really come to understand people. And I recognize that people do things because of some very twisted and strange reasons. And a lot of times we do things because we come from a place of pain, a lack of safety. And recognizing that, I believe that no matter what, I have not hurt this guy. I've done nothing to him, so I don't deserve this. So, you know, he's going to give it back to me. And if he doesn't give it back to me, it's because there's a really good reason why I'm not supposed to have this podcast account anymore. That was my attitude. I was what I define as detached to the outcome. Now, later that night, I talked to my husband on the phone. I was saying goodnight to him, telling him about my day. And it was only at the end of our conversation that I was like, oh, by the way, I got hacked. And my husband, super surprised, was like, oh, you don't seem quite so bothered about it. And I responded saying, yeah, I got work to do. I got other things to do. And, you know, I can't really focus on this hacker. It happened. There's nothing I can do. So let me go and finish up what I have to do, what I can actually make a difference with. And then I've got class in the morning and I have to wake up. So normally, I feel I'm always very blessed and lucky that anything I manifest, it happens. Things always work out for me. But then this thing happens and it was like, whoa, what just happened? What's going on here? Something's up. And that's my signal that I have to figure this out for myself. So I knew I had to work on this issue through Theta Healing, which is how I do my inner work. And when I sat down to understand why the situation actually happened, it turns out that the issue was, I'm afraid to own my power. That was what we call in Theta Healing is my bottom belief, the root cause, the reason why the situation had even happened. Let me explain. So I've been making a lot of progress with my work life. There's been a lot of growth, a lot of amazing things happening. I'm working really hard and I'm really happy with the results and the outcome. But maybe, just maybe, I haven't done enough work on myself internally because there are no issues in my life. There haven't been any challenges recently. There have been no issues, no problems, nothing for me to really do a healing on, nothing for me to work on clearing within myself. Life has been smooth. Life is beautiful. It's amazing. And I don't really have conflict. Now, usually we do work on ourselves and healing or we go see somebody for help when we have a conflict or we have some kind of issue, something that is challenging us, something that is causing negative emotions or discomfort in our life. So I hadn't been doing a lot of work on developing myself further, at least from the inside, because everything in my life has been smooth. Instead, I was doing so much work externally with my new online programs that I've been developing, like Soulmate Magnet, 
and my new other program, Relationship Detox, which launches next month. So I've been in the space of creation and I've been channeling my courses, my course material. So I was learning a lot, but on the outside. I was really progressing in what feels like a very accelerated way in my career and my purpose and, you know, my vision. But maybe on the inside, I felt kind of like, I'm really good. Life is good. Life is easy. There's abundance. There's plenty of love. There's good relationships. Like everything's great. I can't imagine needing or asking for more because I feel like I have everything. I was grateful and I was satisfied. I was fulfilled. Like this is how I was feeling. I was telling myself I'm in a happy place. My intuition is already good. Why do I need it to be better, right? My abundance is already good. Why do I need it to be better? I've got everything I need. And a lot more. And so it was like, I don't need to rock the boat. I don't need to do more because everything's going great. And yet, that was the problem. Because there was something more to that. It wasn't about life being smooth and easy and having everything. It wasn't that I wasn't doing work on myself to develop and grow internally for the reason that everything was going great. The truth was, and this is what I discovered as I worked on myself, is deep down inside, I was scared of having more, more abilities, more intuition, more power. I had to ask myself, What if I don't have to work this hard to manifest success? What if it's like super easy that I don't even have to work at it at all? And then I thought, but I enjoy the work. I'm thinking to myself, I don't need to just manifest that my goal is achieved easily, effortlessly, right away, tomorrow, because I'm actually enjoying the journey of getting there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But I think that I was just telling myself that to keep myself from the truth. Because the thing is, deep down inside, I was harboring a fear of growing even more. I wasn't motivated to work on myself, not because there was no problem to fix, but because I was just too comfortable with where I am. And you know what? Getting hacked made me uncomfortable and pushed me out of my comfort zone to have to work on myself again. And boy, did I have to go in deep. I ended up having to do a lot of work, a lot of healing and inner work on power, like really owning my power. And I've done work before on previous healing sessions on my personal power. So I've already learned how to accept power. I had done a lot of inner work on accepting the power, using my power, tapping into it. But the final thing was really owning my power. 
And that's where there was a little bit of fear to do that. Because owning your power is a little bit different from accepting power. Owning your power is just completely embracing it, stepping into it, recognizing that you have this power and you move forward with that. You know, you start living your life with that sense of power. And the belief I was holding on to was if I have more intuition, if I become more intuitive, I will go crazy. That was the belief I had to work on. That was the issue. That was the fear. So the idea was, if I'm more intuitive than this, I'm more powerful than this, and I'll go crazy. That's why I was good where I was at. I didn't want to go any further because going further meant I would go crazy. I would be too powerful. I'd be too intuitive. But as I dug deep, there was another layer that came up too. The deeper reason of why I'm afraid of having too much power. More abilities, better intuition, psychic abilities. Well, this is what really came up as I started peeling back layer by layer. Thing is, I've had teachers in the past, mentors, who were very powerful, very intuitive, very psychic. And they kind of didn't do some very good things at the end. And they fell from grace. These spiritual mentors and teachers that I've had along my own journey, I looked up to them. I admired them for being so evolved, so knowledgeable. I appreciated all the wisdom they shared with me. But then they fell from grace. They did things that I don't agree with. And it was kind of a shock to me. I had to work on a lot of betrayal issues with those ex-teachers and mentors in healing sessions that I've done on myself. I thought that it was all sorted out because I've already done work on it. But it turns out I was still holding on to the belief that you shouldn't be too powerful. And second, you shouldn't have too many abilities. You shouldn't be too psychic. You shouldn't have too much intuition. Because what if you become egoistic because of these abilities and then you do bad things? That was the fear. That was why I was so scared of going further. And this was, by the way, all in my subconscious. I was just digging and peeling the layers. I wasn't actually completely aware that this was what was going on beneath the surface within my own mind. This realization that I was holding myself back from my own power just came out of nowhere. And when I recognized it, when I realized it, my voice broke and there were tears in my eyes. There was all this stored sadness for all the disappointment that I felt, for the people, the teachers that I looked up to, and the choices they made that made me lose my respect for them. But I've also learned a lot from these situations. I've learned not to be too attached to what others do. And I've learned that what I've learned from my teachers and mentors is what's important. I don't need to judge them for their choices. All I'm meant to do is to take what I need to take from that person, whether it's the wisdom or the lesson, the insights, and just be grateful for that. Any choices they make as individuals are their own, and I need not have any judgment on it. 
After all, they are just people, and people make mistakes. Now, these are the lessons that I had taken from these experiences of my past, but I had to revisit them again as I did the inner work that I needed to do so I could process and heal this challenge of being hacked in my life. Now, going back to what happened next in my hacker journey, so I did all this healing work on myself the day after I got hacked. That same evening, 24 hours later from being hacked, I was on my computer again doing some work, and then the hacker messages me, and he's like, hey, what's up? So now we're friends, me and this hacker, right? He's like casually messaging me on WhatsApp, like, hey, what's up? And then I'm like, yes, what is it? And then he says, I'll give you back your account. But I want to say that what I'm going to do has nothing to do with the universe or energy or karma, etc. Now he's talking my language. And then he proceeds to start to therapize me. And he's like, you shouldn't get so attached to these things. I'm like, buddy, I'm not the one who's like, I'm attached. I'm the one who said, take it. So clearly I wasn't attached. But then he goes on to say, and I'm reading you, by the way, the conversation verbatim on WhatsApp. It's all about being good and having a good conscience. I thought you were a good person at the core. And my conscience is not very clear about that. So after this little paragraph, he continues to write, here's your login, here's your password, and here are the backup codes. That was it. I'm stunned. I reply, thank you, but I don't know what to do. How do I restore this? And he says, just log in. Do this, do this, do this. He gives me screenshots. So I followed his instructions, and that's how I got my account back in 24 hours. How insane is that story? How crazy is everything that happened? Now, one of my students who heard the story told me, Sanaya, you can be an FBI negotiator in a hostage crisis. Oh my God, that's totally what I was thinking. There were two things actually going on in my mind. I don't negotiate with terrorists. Number one, he isn't a terrorist, obviously but he's a hacker and he's terrorizing me, right? And the other one was engage him, you know, find out why is he doing this? Build a connection. I was kind of in one of those two zones. I must have learned a thing or two from watching Money Heist, right? So why am I telling you this pretty insane story? Besides the fact that it's a really good story. Well, things will always work out if you believe in yourself. And when you do believe in yourself, it's going to work out in a totally unexpected, almost insane way. I mean, have you ever heard of a hacker hacking someone and then giving it back? Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of it. And this guy gave it back to me totally of his own will and accord. I didn't message him again to ask for it. He messaged me 24 hours later. It's a crazy story, right? Totally insane. It doesn't happen in the real world unless you're a theta healer. I mean, if you're a theta healer, then of course this might happen. This kind of crazy, insane stuff totally makes sense in your world if you're a theta healer. 
But here's the other thing in this. Here's the lesson to learn from. The question is, do we have to face challenges like this just for us to grow as individuals? And to me, the answer to that question is all about perspective. I mean, when you think about it, what is a challenge to you is just a point of view. When the hacker gave me back my account, it was just 24 hours of, you could call it minor discomfort. Because like I said, I was feeling really calm and I was so positive that he's going to give it back to me. At worst, he took 45 minutes of my time and maybe like five or 10 minutes of the initial shock, right? But I knew he was going to give it back. I really felt it deep down inside. It just didn't feel real that it was taken from me forever. I believed and it worked. It all worked out for me in the end. So I ended my chat with this hacker saying, thanks, it worked. I'm in my account. And then I went on to say, you taught me an important lesson. So I'm grateful for that. I have to be more careful with my online security. And I owed that all to him. So that's it, really. I was grateful for this experience and I was grateful to the hacker, as strange as it might sound. It's really important for me to have learned this lesson to not be so careless about my online security. Because what if my online presence and reach are going to grow so much that it actually matters in the future? I mean, today, all that was at risk was my small little podcast with that small little number of people, people that I love, following or knowing about this podcast. But what if tomorrow I have millions and millions of people and so much more is at stake? I'd rather have learned the lesson now. See, because no matter what, you can be told something like you can be told you got to be careful of online security. I can teach you something and I can tell you about it, but you actually need to go through the experience to really learn it, to really, truly understand it. So, for example, I can tell you how amazing and yummy Arabic um, baklava tastes. So those are like Arabic sweets, Arabic baklava. And I can tell you it's so yummy. It's so good. It'll melt in your mouth. It has this nutty kind of flavor and it's got a little bit of stickiness. I mean, I can tell you all that. I can describe it and you might even get it. But if you've never tried baklava before, you really can't experience the flavor and the taste. You have to try baklava to really understand what it tastes like. And it's the same thing. For me to learn and understand the importance of online security, I had to get hacked. I had to have that experience. But the experience still worked out for me because I got my account back. I was just offline for one day because I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson quickly. And I figured out, you know, this whole power thing and what I was really afraid of. So I did the inner work. I learned my lesson about online security and the situation no longer needed to cause me any further discomfort or inconvenience. It was resolved. It was sorted because kind of everything was wrapped up in a tight little bow. Okay. That's why everything worked out. Okay. And I didn't think of this whole hacking experience as an unpleasant experience. 
Rather, that was something that I really needed to learn. It was something that needed to happen. And here I am sharing this entire story with you. So you know about this story too. And if it helps you in any way, then that kind of makes it worth it, right? Now, somebody else asked me, Sanaya, was this a test? For me, it didn't feel like a test. It felt like a little bit of a wake-up call. I don't think there was any doubt I was going to pass the test, but I think I needed the wake-up call more than anything. And I also learned something really cool about myself. In this situation with the hacker, I was pretty impressed with myself about how I did not get triggered. I was kind of like, why? Why did this happen? But I didn't get triggered. And it goes back to the fact that I've been working on developing more virtues in my life, more positive qualities and traits, how to have more compassion and more kindness towards others. These are the virtues that I'm working on, and I got to practice it with the hacker. And in my inner work, the creator, the source, actually showed me that. I was shown that in my current life stage, I'm working on learning resilience and kindness and compassion. I'm learning to have more focused, practice more discernment, and to be more present. These were all the qualities and traits I felt I got a chance to demonstrate with this hacker. So thank you, hacker. It was kind of fun, you know, playing. I played with the situation. It was kind of fun to be like, wow, this is kind of cool that I'm not triggered by this hacker. This is kind of cool that I'm so calm and I'm actually giving him 45 minutes of my very valuable time to make a connection. And I'm actually almost healing him or therapizing him a little. I'm listening when probably no one is listening to him. I explored and I experimented and I learned how to handle the situation. So it really felt like I was playing. And it's so nice to live your life this way. Not to have to be triggered and angry and upset and all of that kind of stuff. Now, it's not that I don't get upset and triggered in my life. I just don't stay that way. So what's the moral of this crazy story? For me, it's proof that you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you choose to respond to it. I tell that to my clients all the time. And now I'm telling you, getting hacked forced me to confront some fears, to do inner work, and to believe that things would work out. And they did, as they should. And ultimately, I believed in the goodness of the hacker. I believe that people are inherently good. And if I haven't wronged anyone or caused anyone pain intentionally, especially, you know, I didn't do anything to this hacker, then he has no reason to hurt me or cause me any kind of loss. Armed with that confidence and unwavering belief, it was easy to trust that what I deserve will come back to me. But this experience also taught me not to be complacent when life seems easy. We all need a push sometimes to step further into our power and to grow even further. So yes, I'm thankful for this bizarre experience and the lessons that it brought. The key is to be open to find the gifts, even in life's challenges. Difficult situations often come in with an opportunity to learn to heal or change for the better. But we have to look for it. We have to look for those opportunities to learn, to heal, to change. 
So next time life throws you a curveball, remember my hacker story. Just breathe. Tap into your inner strength and have the faith that everything will work out as it's meant to be. The universe always has our back, even if it has a funny way of showing it sometimes. Thank you for listening in on my totally crazy story. Tell me what you thought about it. What is your key takeaway? And tag my podcast, which is live on Instagram. Go check it out at Project Loving Myself Podcast because that account totally deserves some love. And tag me too at Sanaya Grinimal. And by the way, I am regularly posting on my personal social media too. Okay, so I learned how to value actually my social media channels when it got taken away from me for that one day. Now, if you enjoyed my story, hit the subscribe button and become a Project Loving Myself insider. Share this incredible story with someone who needs a bit more faith in their life. In quotes today, Dave Willis said, choose faith instead of fear and life will become a lot more fun. Thank you for joining me on Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. You are loved. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.